0: Consumer demands, disruptive technologies, and AI are shaping healthcare for years to come. On Hello Healthcare, we dive deep on these issues with leaders who are driving change. We hope that these stories will inspire you to create and demand a better future in healthcare. Please welcome your host, Alan Tam, Chief Marketing Officer at Actium Health.
1: Hello, healthcare. I'm Deb Pappas, Chief Marketing and Communications Officer at Connecticut Children's. I'm inviting you to join the Healthcare Marketing and Position Strategy Summit taking place this April in Austin, Texas. I'll be speaking at this year's HMPS on integrating DEI into your organizational culture. One of the highlights of HMPS are the thought-provoking and insightful discussions that address so many of our shared challenges and opportunities. To learn more, visit healthcarestrategy.com summit. I hope to see you there.
0: Hello, healthcare. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Otto Angulo from Mount Sinai. Otto has been leading the efforts at Mount Sinai on patient engagement, brand reach, and in general, connecting with healthcare consumers. Otto is the Senior Director of Digital Marketing at Mount Sinai, and leading these charges is not an easy process. Healthcare consumers today are much more savvy and much more technical than ever before. They're accustomed to content and messaging that's personalized for them, Across channels, across mediums, and across their lifestyle. So I'd like to welcome Otto to Hello Healthcare today.
1: Hi, Alan. Thank you for having me here, and happy to have a conversation with you and take you through some of our experiences and things that we've been doing at Mount Sinai that help, you know, with those issues. It's or concerns or that are happening. It's just an extremely changing environment right now. And it's not just about healthcare in a sense, it's about how consumers want to receive care. And the competition that we're getting, it used to be your corner hospital, your, you know now there's a WebMD or there's, sorry, a, a CityMD or a MedRite or some urgent care in the corner. And there's even so many products online, like Teladoc, Amazon buying One Medical, mm-hmm. that we have to put ourselves out there in a way that it's, that it's seamless and that it also creates education and awareness that we felt that that is our differentiator from some of those competition.
0: Right, so interesting, you mentioned a lot about retail health and a lot of these digital health companies, so definitely a lot of competition. So how do you keep Mount Sinai's patients engaged amongst all this competition?
1: So like I was saying, I think you know, one of the things that we figured out is that you know, this retail you know, healthcare they're focused on the immediate care. So like, you know, you need to, you have a cough. How can I get it, you know, solved? Or I have a fever or I had COVID. What do I do? And some of those those things come, you know, as part of the entire healthcare journey. Yeah. But when you go to one of those things, you cannot really, it's like, you know, if you have heart palpitations, do you need a heart surgery? Do you need heart stents? Do you need anything that is more than that? What we do is we differentiate by saying, you know, giving that message and giving that awareness and education, becoming more of a resource that then takes you to that action. And so, oh, I'm having hip pain. Well, if I go across the street to this urgent care, can they really treat me? And COVID generated this because people were scared. They needed something immediate. But at the same time, they know that if they need something that is specialized or something that is that, they have to go to a to a hospital, to a health system that is doing it. And that's something that we are really putting out there. We're doing it in our, all of our campaigns. We focus our campaigns on the, the entire funnel. Like there's an awareness. There's the middle of the funnel where, you know, people are investigating them. Then obviously the conversion side of it. And so it's just those ways of getting them into your doors. And then when they're in your doors, how do you keep making sure that they're loyal? There's always this kind of thing about like, you're not Nike, you're not, you know, Disney, you're not a brand that you can be loyal. Like, you know, it's a healthcare system. And in the area that we are in New York City, there's a competition across the street. You walk out and there's a competitor, New York Presbyterian, NYU, Northwell. And so what you have to do is you got to give that information in the right times and the right process. So how do you do that? And we do that with different campaigns until we can get them to become a patient. After they become a patient, then they come into this other cycle where we're touching them and we do this engagement to keep our brand present. We have some communications that are coming out, not just like appointment reminders or things like that, but we have a newsletter that has become some kind of a, an avenue mm-hmm. for our patients to understand their post-surgery journeys, or their their continuous life cycle with healthcare, which is a different path than, you know, you go buy sneakers right. and you buy them, and that's it. Right.
0: That's really interesting, especially when you're talking about, you know, using CRM for insights and targeting, and being kind of the head and the lead for digital marketing. What strategies and channels have you found to be most effective for engaging folks?
1: It all depends on what type of journey they are. Mm-hmm. So. We do campaigns for for our brand, and so for our awareness. And for those, there's certain channels like programmatic that are really great. Social is a pretty good awareness. When we need, you know, when we're focused on the conversion side, there's more like the display side or the um, SEM side are really critical. Mm-hmm. And then some touch points, as as well as like you know health risk assessments. So we're putting those ads there. We're putting those, and we take them to this specialized landing pages where people can kind of identify what area of their journey are. Like, you know, I'm having this pain. Why am I having this pain? If I have this pain, you know, like there's like a series of questions that can then take you. It's like, okay, maybe, you know, you need to have an appointment with the doctor. Here's a way to schedule this appointment. Or if you know, like you are like in this middle of the road, you know, you want to keep being kept informed, you know, give us your email and we'll keep you informed on this. And we start capturing all these moments from the patients that are allowing us to either target them in, you know, if they really need something to act immediately, or if not, we can kind of keep nurturing that lead, you know, little by little. So it's something that we have felt that is key for our success because we were getting really good leads. Yeah. And when those leads come in, or being able to attribute those exactly to the campaigns or to you know things and um and it's something that we we started kind of having more access over the past about year year and change because it was kind of like a black box it was right. like okay we have all these leads yeah. where did they go now we have a way to get them you know from the beginning all the way to the end and see how much are they generating Yes. revenue, are they not generating revenue? Are they coming from the right places? And so our team has become savvy or mm-hmm. smarter doing this. We are now have information of like, what are the right zip codes to target at the right times? What are the media that or this or the areas that these people are are, are looking at? Our website, we've seen with some of the things, our website traffic is also in, increasing, yeah. because while now, we're building content that is relevant to what the campaign is. It's relevant to what we're seeing and we're listening to You all know, these mediums that, we, that we're that putting out there. That's a very holistic approach for sure. And you make the
0: workflows right now sound so simple, but I know it's uh, super complex.
1: <laughs> it definitely is complex. Obviously, I'm trying to kind of put it in context for everybody that, you know, is listening to this, because if you kind of think about this, it's not just, uh, okay, we got the data yeah. and let's do this and this and this, and then it's done. It's a constant journey. You get the data. That gives you some insight you think that's the right thing but it's like everything it's like you got to get the right recipe you know the first time you know i was in a conference last weekend there's once someone was like yeah we're always making cookies and i was like what are you talking about are you talking about the the cookies are going away no no no, we're all making cookies and the first time we make the recipe we burn the cookies (laughs) and so it's not about just always having that perfect cookie you're learning every day with what you do and so The first time you don't have the perfect cookie but you start knowing it's like oh i put too much sugar i put too much no and like now you have you know something that it's edible and like it's giving you great results i love that analogy
0: which kind of leads me to kind of the next question so as you're learning to bake these cookies we'll continue to use that analogy i mean what have been some of the things that you've learned what has been some of the biggest challenges for mount sinai in terms of implementing this
1: one of the things that it's obviously resources Mm -hmm. and so you have to be really really smart in how to use those. And so we've kind of partnered with two agencies. And so we see great results with an agency. And then we tell, like, well, we're doing this. And then why can you not do this? Right. And and you start kind of digging into this into some of the things that they're doing. And then he's like, Why are we doing this? And why is Facebook be telling this? And then if I go there, it's not telling me the same thing. So it's kind of like depending on where you go, there's not a perfect truth. You know, agency A can have kind of like the recipe a little better. Mm -hmm. And the other one is doing it and it's getting results, but it's not kind of like matching. And it's never going to be a a perfect science between the two agencies. And so what we've done is we've taken best things from both sides and try to Mm -hmm. apply them into the campaigns. And the reason we're doing that is because we know that this agency is better for this type of procedure or this type of things, and they have that expertise. And the other ones, this other expertise. And so what it's kind of comes to mind is that there's a knowledge c- curve. And at the same time that there's a knowledge curve, not everybody is specialized in the same thing. And yeah. so you have to have sort of avenues to kind of venture. And so mm-hmm. there's companies that could be great for orthopedics, and then there's great the ones for heart. And so some that will never touch what you want to do. And they'll, some will tell you, some they will like, yeah, give us the money and we'll do it. And then you're saying like, we've been doing this for a month. Like, why are we not getting it? like, well you know and so you start digging digging and digging and so in one of those kind of digging digging we saw this like yeah well you're saying that we're getting leads but the leads are not for this right program that we're trying to do so it's also been a, a learning curve and building a team a right team and so it's not it hasn't been easy in healthcare because there's been a lot of competition there's a lot of people thinking that healthcare is a very complicated thing to do and they are goes against their principles You know, we've had some candidates that said, like, yeah, like, I cannot market someone to go to this hospital, these other hospital, because it's a personal choice. It's not about a personal choice. And we're not doing that. We're doing something that we're creating awareness to say, like, hey, we're doing this great thing that you might not know. Like, we did the first transplant. Do you know that? Like somebody doesn't know, like, right. you know, like, you know, it could be in the news, but you paid attention to the news? Probably not because right. you're tired of the same news all the time. So they have to find those ways to show that as well.
0: So based on what you're sharing with me, a lot of the Facebook ads, a lot of the digital advertising that you guys do, let's dissect that a little bit. I want to take a deeper look into the strategy or if there's a difference in strategy between new patient acquisition and actually activating your existing patient base.
1: There's two kind of journeys. There's the one that is you're already here. How do we keep you kind of in that cycle? And with those, we have a lighter touch. And so we have like, like I was saying, some newsletters and some kind of touch points that are less aggressive and saying like, Hey, Alan, you need to come for, for a new and also we need to follow rules, keep our rules. And so right. it's like, you know, you kind of keep that that thing. And so, for example, we know certain topics like health and wellness and certain things that are kind of keeping those people engaged. So like diet things or like a new weight loss center, a new radiology. People feel scared to ask those questions. So sometimes having those avenues are easier. It's not like you have cancer, you have to have the conversation. So in, in a cancer journey, there's different levels of cancers and different types of cancer. But if you kind of think of the overall journey is It's sort of a, like a come to Jesus kind of journey. And it's like people either feel that something is not working or not feeling well. You go to a doctor. The doctor gives you some side diagnosis and that, that diagnosis then makes you go into this circle of like, okay, I'm going to research at WebMD. I'm going to go to the web. And so it's partnering with some things like WebMDs and saying like, okay, now we have these ads that can say Monsignor has cancer services. That are tied to this cancer article that then you can click on there. Or you have our website where we have all this health library where we're telling them, you know, all this information that then ties to like the doctors and things Mm like that. We have, you know, some programmatic ads and some Facebook ads that then target to go to those specific landing pages that can then take you to take the action to either request an appointment or to kind of go through that HRA or health risk assessment. And so we do that. You get the diagnosis, you get a treatment and we're adding new services into the mix. And so like we have now an infusion from home. So all these patients now don't have to come to the hospital. There was the COVID kind of fear that's like, okay, you've got to go to the hospital, get your infusions, you know, yeah. kind of get COVID. I have cancer, I'm going to get... So we're building all these other layers that can kind of, now you, you're you in the funnel, you're in the system. How can we keep you there and keep you happier and knowing that these things are happening? Right. Hello, healthcare. My name is Ahava Leaptag and I lead AHA Media Group. I cannot wait to see you at Healthcare Marketing and Physician Strategy Summit, one of my favorite conferences of the year. One of my favorite things about HMPS is the networking, the conversations, the seeing friends and colleagues so that I can grab those water cooler conversations in the hallway about the problems and challenges that we're all facing. You can learn more about HMPS by visiting
0: healthcarestrategy.com slash summit. See you there. That makes a ton of sense. And I'm assuming, like you said earlier, all these metrics and insights are then captured in your CRM to drive additional communications downstream. Is that correct?
1: Yes. And so we have like some, like intelligence that is kind of capturing all this and then Mm -hmm. it helps us build personas. And in, in some instances, a little bit of personalization, because now we know that you're coming to these pages, but then if you come back to Moon Sinai, we can kind of give you a little bit more of a personal journey rather than a than a very kind of broad one if you're a brand right. new person coming okay. into the sign.
0: Yeah, that, that makes sense. I think a lot of the examples that you shared also, once a patient is on the care journey, it seems like you guys have it figured out in terms of how to nurture that patient through their care journey. Talk to me a little bit about perhaps more proactive type of communications, folks that haven't been diagnosed, but they're existing patients, right? So maybe Alan, I'm 20, I'm healthy, I'm single, it's, I don't really have anything major with me, but perhaps I'm at high risk for diabetes or some other chronic condition.
1: Yeah, so that's something that we are, we're starting to kind of get our feet wet, more and more. And that came with some of the intelligence that we have, mm-hmm. with the, the CRM, because now we can kind of add layers of health you know, propensities or propensities of health that are gonna take us to identify patients that mm-hmm. could potentially be in risk for X or Y. So that is something that it's new. Mm-hmm. It's something that is in our journey of evolving our touch point. So we're starting to do a few campaigns In the next few months, where we are using that intelligence and that data that now we can say, like, Hey, this is someone that has this propensity that has this. And how do we get them into this, into this journey without telling him that, like, Hey, you've got diabetes or you got propensity to have a a knee surgery or something like that. But you get into this journey that we can kind of get you in there. So that's part of kind of our evolution Mm -hmm. from going into this kind of like, you know, big kind of campaigns where we're targeting like a big universe into kind of looking into our internal patients. And so we're starting with some smaller, smaller campaigns. There's a lot of other things that come up, you know, as a health healthcare system. And it's, And it's integrating with other departments to understand those kind of things that are there, that they don't really communicate to their patients. We have a department that is population health. And what that department does is they have a universe of patients that one part is underserved. But Mm -hmm. then there's others where we get like a bulk of patients that are highly commercially insured or Medicare patients that that at some point had some relationship with us, but have never come back or they have been they have been diagnosed with something and they went across the street to NYU or NYP so so this intelligence is giving us the opportunity to kind of bring back some of those people understand where can we serve them better and how do we get them to kind of become loyal and you know it's a big word in healthcare because you know you're loyal to sometimes to your doctor and people follow doctors right. and if your doctor goes from one hospital to another I've seen that and people go that. There's people that think that loyalty is because you have an app like MyChart that, you know, I have all my doctors in one and then the doctor leaves, like, how do I do? Like, they get freaked out. So it's kind of getting that education there.
0: That's uh, definitely something that's very unique and interesting about healthcare. Other industries, you typically have a brand loyalty or brand following that healthcare consumers kind of gravitate towards. But I think when it comes to healthcare, that's kind of a, a key challenge. What are some of the metrics that you guys are using today to kind of measure and capture that, whether it's attribution, whether it's conversions, to kind of understand and optimize your outreach and your campaigns?
1: It's a building that trust and communication where when you attribute something, you attribute it to the right place. And that's where like the CRM and this tracking tools are, are becoming our allies.
0: Definitely. That that makes a ton of sense, especially from a healthcare marketing side. Now, let's flip to the other side. When you're talking about KPIs and metrics to your leadership and your executive team, what are the key metrics that you guys use to present to leadership or, quite honestly, to your finance partner in terms of, look, my campaigns, my technology that I've invested in are, are effective?
1: In the past, it was like kind of like, in the past, which is like just about a year ago, <laughs> it was kind of like a guessing work. And we say like, okay, we got 40, 50, 100, you know, 200 leads. You got all this from not only just leads, but calls and everything. So we were able to get to the point where we had actual leads, qualified leads, mm-hmm. but we were not able to get to the next layer. So we knew that and we would create an estimate that, 10% of the people would become into a real appointment and five would become a, a surgery and this is how we are going to attribute. Now we can go from the actual person lead all the way to the end of the, end of the, of the journey where we can say, okay, we got the 50 leads. Now out of that 50, forty percent you know scheduled an appointment and then out of that forty percent then you know ten percent really became in the appointments and this is the contribution margin that we got at the end so we were we were able to go all the way down to our kind of return on investment right. and so it was something you know it's something that in healthcare has always been a little bit of a, a very hard sale yeah. to do because marketing was never the priority marketing I in past history I got a And, you know, someone from finance saying like, well, you're just marketing. Why do you need finance data? It's like you're giving money. How can I tell you that I need money next year for my budget? So it's something that they've realized. And that's why we partner with our finance team, our strategy team to be able to get all the way to the bottom, allowing us to get this data. And we can kind of say now we know what the cost of the real cost of a person having this type of procedure. Is going to be and how much contribution margin we get. So we know that if we put the money in the right places, we are at least are going to get that money back, and we're going to be able to share that success. So the way that we presented, you know, now we have like this kind of templated slides where we kind of take take you through the stories. Like this is the campaign. This is, you know, how much traffic it drove. This is. Then from that traffic that they drove is where the leads This from the leads, you know, and the calls, this is how much revenue it generated and this is where the campaigns it affected. Right. And now this is the total money that we get.
0: Now, thank you for sharing that story. I think it's incredibly valuable. One of the key things that here at HealthCare, we're trying to also help spread the word and educate on is how can healthcare marketers be viewed as a revenue generator versus a cost center? And I think you guys are one of the few leading health systems that I've had the opportunity to speak with who have kind of started figuring it out. So if you were talking to one of your peers at a system that hasn't figured it out yet, what type of advice would you give them in terms of, geez, you figured this all out? I don't even know where to start. Where do I even start?
1: You know, it's funny because I had a conversation a few months ago with, with someone at another health system that where I used to work and there's like, you know, you started all this process and you left, like now you let us hang in. <laughs> yeah. And so like how do we get this back on track? And so, you know, one of the things that kind of exists is, and there's this fear in healthcare that like we're going to ha- get hacked, you know, and it's the fear that comes, you know, from the top down. Mm-hmm. And so the CISO and, you know, and all the security teams are always kind of like, you know, marketing is like always getting hacked. They're like using Facebook, they're using that. So it's you know, one of the things that I said is like, you need to kind of go to those people and say like, hey, the way that we're doing this is not to get hacked. There's processes, there's all the people that are gonna get access to this are gonna get vetted. So start there. The second part of it is really come prepared to that meeting of what you're gonna need. Cause it's like, you know, I just need finance data. There's tons of finance data. Right. And so if you come prepared and say like, okay, in order for me to become successful with the information that I need, these are the few things that I need. You know, don't come asking for everything. You know, Mm -hmm. if you throw the kitchen sink, you're gonna get nothing. Here is come really focused and say like, in order for me to calculate attribution and contribution margin, I need this, this, and this. Maybe these other two things are maybe possibilities. Can we get those? And so that opens a conversation because you're not telling finance, like, give me your entire financial system and I'm going to absorb it into the CRM and I'm going to use it. And it's like, you know, what are you going to do with that? Are you going to, what are the, so come prepared with that. And then lastly is always be upfront. Never let anything kind of fall through the cracks. You know, if their process is slowing down or if you need uh, finance to know and always keep your kind of leadership in sync with you, what you're doing and why you're doing it. Because if you kind of don't tell them and then all of a sudden they're asking like, why Otto, I gave you all this, you know, you got all my trust and where is it? Right. And it's like, well, it's in finance and working in tandem with that. And so, so it's make sure that you're good with security don't go to finance asking for everything and then keep your leadership aligned and you know in the loop with everything that you're doing so given where you are now what's kind of next what's on deck we spoke a little bit about consumers, you know, on our patients. So one of the things that we're trying to do is there's a lot of data sources. We're trying to become efficient with our data. So we're doing a big push to standardize data in the way that people just come and say like, hey, I got all these people. Come on, add it to your system. And, you know, so it's like, it's not all about adding and like they might already exist there like how do we how do we set up processes to be able to do that because that data is going to be you know at some point in, interesting and important and then how do you use it you know it's just not data that sits in in storage or something like that so that's one of the big things that we're doing we're going we're going to start using more of our models into those personalized unique Journeys and, and campaigns, and you know, continue to evolve in kind of reporting. That's going, you know, it's it's an ever-ending story, but it's also a way to kind of continue be able for us to tell the story and success. Because, as you said, marketing is always been seen as the you always use money, you need more money, you know. But we are contributing; we create a big contribution to the health system year over year.
0: I've really enjoyed this conversation and one of the key things that our audience would like to know is obviously we want to continue this conversation. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you
1: Linkdig is always a great tool, but you know, I think that's the, the starting point. But if you owe any, any need my email, you can always add that into the notes of the podcast or anything like that. Yeah, happy to answer that. Okay,
0: fantastic. Well, thank you again for coming on Hello Healthcare. Really enjoyed our conversation. And to our audience, thank you so much for listening today. And until next time, hello. Thanks again for tuning in to Hello Healthcare. If you like what you heard, we appreciate a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. You and your feedback fuel us. This conversation is brought to you by Actium Health. To get the latest on what these healthcare leaders are saying, subscribe on HelloHealthcare.com. Thanks. And when we see you next time, hello.